Ladies and gentlemen, hit the drop. Mike, do your job. I don't have everything ready. This is the Rich Eisen Show, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I am ready for Deshaun Watson on my team if I'm looking for a quarterback. I'm ready. Today's guests, Buccaneers linebacker Devin White, former Pro Bowl running back Ricky Williams, Buccaneers legends Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, and John Lynch. From Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Hawley. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We're going to chat with Ricky Williams. I have not spoken to Ricky Williams. I can't recall the last time I spoke to Ricky Williams. I probably fired up Dolphins Cam for Ricky Williams. It was the last time I did that on NFL Total Access. Um, you know, he's got a new podcast, Curious Questions Podcast. Um, and you can check out the video release of the podcast every single Wednesday on his YouTube channel. And when it came across like, hey, Ricky's got a new podcast. He wants to promote it. He always was a thought-provoking interview. And I'm like, let's, let's chat with Ricky Williams. And he's going to be joining us in about uh, 18 minutes' time. And um, I have no idea how it's going to go. And, you know, we, we mentioned, we talked yesterday um, to Joe Banner, former NFL executive, about what, um, what the Texans should do with Deshaun Watson. And he said that right now what the Texans are doing with Deshaun Watson is essentially what, what he would do, which is hope that the new staff and new general manager would be able to get with him at some point and convince him whatever pissed you off about uh, before we arrived, we're now here and this is the way we're going to do things. And this is the way we've been told we're allowed to do things. And this is the way we think you can help us do things and we should do great things together. And the thing you shouldn't do uh, anymore is ask to leave. And then I asked Joe Banner, what happens if that doesn't work out? Then the hard line position comes, and then the problem is the hard line position that comes to me is untenable. And the better option than taking the hard line is to take the godfather offer that you can't refuse from somebody else. And I asked Joe Banner, what would that off-ramp look like? That you would say, let's take that. That is more palatable than the alternative of playing a hard line against one of the most beloved figures in our locker room and city. What does that look like? And he said the Herschel Walker trade. He said the Herschel Walker trade, which was three ones and three twos, a third and a six. Hmm. Eight. How, eight players. How about the Ricky Williams trade? And we thought, remember we thought we were like, how the hell did the Herschel Walker trade really happen? It really did happen. How the hell did the Ricky Williams trade happen? That one's even crazier. Today. Well, and again, the story goes, uh, and then we'll get to your news update, Chris, okay? Let's just set the table for Ricky. Story goes, Mike Ditka in New Orleans um, in 1998 tries to trade his entire draft to get either Peyton Manning or Ryan Leaf, and the Colts and the Chargers both told the Saints and Ditka to pounce that. Oh, how about that for a what if? They try. That's what he tried first. Like he tried to say, "We trade you the entire draft for that for that choice." Now, makes sense to do that for Peyton Manning, first overall selection and native son of New Orleans, right? And um, makes sense doing that, although, believe it or not, 
the history of it is because we've talked to Jim Moore Sr. We have chatted with Jim Moore Sr. on the subject on our old podcast and many times here, a couple times here on this show, that the Colts, that decision, they were grinding tape on Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf up to draft day. Overthinking it. Right. In retrospect, at the time, though, doing due diligence. But they told Ditka to pound sand, and then Ricky Williams comes along. And story goes, they offered their entire draft nine choices to the Bengals for the third overall selection of that draft. The Bengals said no. And then Whoa. they found a willing partner in Washington. So what they did was this, okay? This was the trade. First, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round draft choices in the 99 draft. And then the first and third in 2000 also. It wasn't just their entire 99 draft. It was also a couple picks in 2000 as well. So I have the players who ended up up being taken with Go for it. Go for it. Cade McNown, Dwayne Bates, Nate Stimson. Kari Samuel, Desmond Clark, Billy Miller, all in 1999. And in 2000, Washington took LeVar Arrington second overall and Lloyd Harrison in the third round. Yep. I think maybe the Saints won that. Well, the Redskins also traded the 12th overall pick, third pick acquired by the Saints, a fourth and a fifth to the Bears to move up and take Champ Bailey. So they used some of that to to go get Champ Bailey as well. Makes sense. And then they made a second trade with the Bears um, that led to John Jansen. So there's some other players too, but these are you just named players that they actually held on to. Yeah, the players that were actually. Okay, so, I mean, a lot of stuff, man. Crazy. For Ricky, for a running back. I mean, not just any running back. No. Ricky Williams was maybe the greatest college running back of all time at that point. Still, though, I'm just wondering, you know, again, two of the biggest trades in the history of the NFL, both for running backs, and both did not help the player that was uh, acquired by the new team because of the pressure that was on him and thus didn't help the new team. Herschel didn't work, as you know, didn't really work out things for uh, Minnesota, and obviously we know what happened with Ricky and the Saints. Wound up, I think he had better years in uh, Miami. You know, and so he, it, it, and I just want to say this to put it all in one big bow, because I did get a lot of that responses, either on Twitter or on Instagram, as I posted the Deshaun Watson stuff on both spots yesterday, and you did as well on our Facebook page, you can go to at Rich Eisen Show on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter to check out all of our videos with our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Well, it didn't work out for Minnesota. Why would it work out for the Jets if they trade Deshaun Watson? Okay. Yeah, it's a quarterback. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not even, it's not even, you can't even say, you know, right church, wrong pew. You can't even say, you know, apples and apples. You can't, it's just not even close. It's not even remotely close. Yeah, that's a quarterback over there. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Chris Brockman, do you have a, a news update over there? I do. Let's get to that because we've got Ricky Williams and then your phone calls and then Sat Lynch and Brooks all together from uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's uh, Chris Brockman's news update right here on the show. And now with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, 
Someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever. It's Chris Brockman. What do you got over there? Ricky Williams had two great years in Miami, Rich. In 2002, 1,800 yards was first-team All-Pro. Yeah. And then in 2003, 1,400 yards, and then he retired. He just stepped away. And then he ended up coming back, obviously, in 2007. But, and then rushed for 1,100 yards in 2009. Ricky Williams. Master P was Good his player. first agent. I mean, just a and then and the, like an incentive based contract, and then the and, uh, the ESPN the magazine cover where he wore a white wedding dress yeah. and they went down the aisle with Ditka. Right there it is on the screen. And one other thing, just to read to you, the other athletes that were on the on the and you know whose names were on the cover. Okay, let's just leave that up there if you don't mind, um, Don Bowie. The other athletes' names on the cover who were hot at the time: Drew Henson. Hey. Michigan quarterback slash Yankee phenom, right? Derek Stingley, David Cohn. Derek Stingley's is, you know, uh, Daryl's son. Jonathan Bender. Jonathan Bender. Remember wow, him? Wow, for the Pacers. Armando yeah. Benitez. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow, right? Wow. And then Dan Patrick, I believe, interviewed Tom Glavin and Heather Locklear for ESPN The Magazine. Okay, Chris, you got uh, the rest of your news update over there? Go for it. Yeah, I got some stuff. Okay, so uh, talking about quarterbacks, we're talking about Carson Wentz earlier in the week. So the Star-Ledger reports uh, potential trade partners have been, quote, unwilling to meet the Eagles' demands for Carson Wentz. Uh, The Athletics' Jeff Howe added that the Patriots not a serious suitor for Wentz. So uh, So I wonder what these demands are. As you heard um, what... Joe Banner, former Eagles executive, said yesterday, he's like, I wonder if, you know, the Eagles didn't get what their asking price is. And if their asking price is, we want the same two ones that we got, that the Rams got for Goff in exchange for Matthew Stafford. I mean, even if their Bears are saying, we'll flip you foals back, which would be amazing. I mean, the Eagles... That would mean the Eagles would get it would be Foles' third tenure with the Eagles. They can't quit <laughs> Foles or vice versa. If you remember, they drafted yeah. him. He had an incredible Chip Kelly oh, year, amazing. And then Les Need of all people says, "We'll we'll 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 take him." Yep. And here's Sam Bradford in return. And then, as you know, Bradford got flipped to Minnesota because yep. Minnesota lost Teddy Bridgewater at the last second in a season that they thought all they needed was the right ingredient in a player like Bradford to keep their playoff hopes alive. That didn't work out. That led to, we all know, Philadelphia eventually turning to Wentz. And now here comes Wentz, and Philadelphia is trying to pull off the same trade that Les Snead was able to pull off by trading Goff away. (laughs) Unreal. I think I connected all the dots here. (laughs) So, yeah. But the problem is, is Philadelphia is not – the ones who are acquiring somebody's top-tier quarterback in exchange. There's no Stafford in this equation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the, that's the issue here. It's like, we want you to take this huge contract of a severely underforming player, and we still want the two ones back as well, but we also don't want your quarterback, unless it's Foles, I guess. Or, like, what is... 
It's a, it's a, it's a quite the Rubik's cube for Howie Roseman, that's for sure. And uh, that makes sense. Why it's really hot and heavy. It's going to happen right now. And then we haven't still to date gotten this to happen. And again, the new league year is the is the next inflection point. One would think. Franchise tag players are coming around. Pro day is tomorrow. Pro days begin tomorrow. You know whose pro day is tomorrow? Oh, baby. Trevor Lawrence, 10 a.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You know what I mean? Let's rock and roll. He's also having surgery after this pro day on his non-throwing shoulder. All he's got to show up. Non-throwing. I think this is what needs to be done for Trevor Lawrence's pro day. Show that he's breathing. You know what? Exactly. I'll hold this off. To, I'll hold this off to after Ricky Williams. What else you got over there, Christopher? Okay, uh, you mentioned Matthew Stafford, Rich. Matthew has spoke uh, to the Detroit pre- uh, Free Press. Did a sit down with Mitch Album. Some really interesting things to come out of this conversation. Uh, he said that him and his wife uh, first started having conversations about possibly leaving Detroit before the 2020 season mm-hmm. if there was a regime change. If if everyone was kind of let go. Uh, anytime you switch GMs and a head coach, you know that they're going to want to bring in their own people, and that's going to take time. And frankly, I didn't feel like it was an appropriate person to oversee at that time. So Matt decided it was time to go. Also uh, revealed in this sit-down. Thursdays with Matthew? Thursdays with Matthew and Mitch. Okay. Played 2020 with a bevy of injuries that no one ever knew about. Oh, sure. Partially torn UCL in his right thumb. Torn UCL in his left elbow, broke cartilage on his eighth rib against Green Bay, tore something in the back of his left knee as well, and I had a subtalar right ankle sprain. Said he never brought any of it up because he knew there were people in Detroit going through much worse and who didn't want to hear a multi-million dollar athlete complain about injuries. I'm assuming Stafford went through a physical here in Los Angeles. I'm sure he went to see Dr. Alatrosh here in Los Angeles. That this all checks out. You know, his, his quote, just, just kind of show how great Matthew is. For them, it's not about injuries on their hands and ribs. It's where am I going to get the money to pay my mortgage and my car and go from there. So I didn't want to be one of those guys complaining. I love Matthew Stafford. So do man. I. Can I I'll tell this quick Matthew Stafford story, then we'll, we'll throw it a break so we're on time for Ricky Williams. So I, um, night before the draft in New York City in Radio City Music Hall, um, or – yeah, it was the night before the draft. Because Mark Sanchez left after this, you know, it was for some phone company or whatever. I think it was T-Mobile or whatever. I forget. And uh, they, you know, it was a paying gig. And I emceed the Chalk Talk night before the draft between, it was me, Matthew Stafford, and Mark Sanchez, the two top quarterbacks in the draft. And... Sanchez went off to the airport to go back to Los Angeles, not knowing he was going to be drafted by New York. He was going to return to New York the next day. Wow. wow. Right? 2009 draft. Right? right. 2009. And Stafford walked from his hotel to the event, a few blocks away. No posse by himself. Showed up. What's up? I asked him night before the draft, he was going to be, he had not yet signed his deal with Detroit, but it was rumored to be happening at any point in time. And right. it would be, it was back in the day when the first overall pick yeah. got the biggest contract in the history of the team that was going to draft him. This was before anyone was slotted. So I asked Matthew Stafford in front of everybody, 
You're about to sign your contract. Do you get any news on that yet? No. Ha ha ha. How much money do you have in your wallet right now? <laughs> I asked this of Matthew Stafford. He goes, I don't know. I'm like, take out your wallet now and let us know. And I thought he was being sheepish about it because he had a ton of money in his wallet. Sure. Like he hits the ATM in New York City before he walks to the event. He opened it up and like the Dukes, had $1 in his wallet. <laughs> Fantastic. A singular dollar in his wallet. $1. Like trading places. Wow. Just a regular dude. He's a regular dude. As man. tough as nails, man. Yeah, he Tough is. as nails. And this, to me, is going to be one of the best storylines in 2021. How do the Rams look with Matthew Stafford? How does Stafford look outside of the Detroit organization? Every single great Lions player that we've essentially seen over the last 20, 30 years retired, didn't go somewhere else, did not have any second act other than why the hell, explain to us why you retired. He is now going to try the second act here in Los Angeles with Sean McVay and a defense that's ready to go and a running game that should give him half as many 100-yard games as he's had his entire career to this point, which is 11. Can't wait to see it. Neither can I. I know. You, I know you guys, and I hope there are fans oh, that you oh, can oh, go see it man. in SoFi, hopefully. and hopefully you'll be at all of them in Brockman. You'll be able to secondary ticket <laughs> half of them Thank you. for the games that don't interest you, like all – the other ones you did at the Coliseum. But the point I'm saying is, I love this whole concept. Yeah. Like, let's see what he can do. Because so many people, oh, he stinks. Oh, he's not good. Oh, he's never won a playoff game. Ah, oh, okay. All right. Put a pin in that. I'll take the other side of that. I am one of those people that's very high on Matthew Stafford going to the Los Angeles Rams. 844 rich number to dial when we come back. Ricky Williams. He's got a new podcast, Curious Questions. I'll ask to see if he's got any curious questions of me. And that is what we call a dangerous gambit. That's next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One of my favorite guests, and I'm not just saying that because you're sitting right here. I think you are. I am. (laughs) What are you on, steroids or something? I am actually on steroids, Brian Cranston. Last flag flying in select theaters now. We're going to have to disqualify this show because of your steroid use. You know what? I thought about that yeah. before taking that steroid. Now, so wouldn't it be it. disheartening yeah. if you took the steroid and you had the best show ever? <laughs> then you'd go, oh, my God. Oh, I have to take more steroids. How can you go off the steroids? I guess that is the conundrum. Ooh. That every good be- thing you that know. it wasn't a great show. So good actually, for you. Actually, right. it, it's it's been a great show so far. <laughs> Since you and I last spoke here on this show, uh, your Dodgers went to the World Series. There was that five-hour game that went in. That was insane. It was insane. I, I and I am proud to say. I stuck around to extra innings for that night. It was because I did see some people in this town, people that you would know, people that we have all seen on television. Call them out. I can't do it. Do it. I can't. You're on steroids. What the hell do you care? (laughs) (laughs) I do have that as a fallback position, do I not? But I would never do that to you. It is. Um, Your Honor, I was on steroids at the time when I made that comment. (laughs) When somebody from Arrested Development got up. (laughs) Yes. But uh, when... Jason Bateman, you've been had in your face, Jason. There's a lot of people. I'm disappointed, Jason. Will Arnett? Wow, but it wasn't. (laughs) Better call Saul now. Uh Okay, we're getting to the part. We're getting there. Where where it moves? It's we're moving slowly. We're moving like Tortuga. We're moving that slowly. Okay, but we're getting to the part where Walter White could show up. Are we seeing Walter White anytime soon? Well, I'll tell you this as an exclusive on the Rich Eisen show. Nice putting the Well, no, no, no. Without, so, without the mug. There it is. There, there, there's the exclusive. It just amazes me seeing in Better Call Saul the number of characters whose demise eventually is met because of your character. Is Who, me? I know exactly. It is remarkable how yeah. each and every one of them yeah. eventually has to be undone. I unfortunately have that association. It, if I spend any amount of time uh, with someone, they end up dying surprisingly. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest you get life insurance. <laughs> um, you know, you want to protect your family. And yeah, everything, so. everything you do that. Okay. Sorry. God, I love that, man. One of my favorite interviews, Brian Cranston, another real person, just happens to be extremely successful. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show to check out all our archives. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show on NBC Sports on Peacock and on NBC Sports Audio Series XM Channel 211 or this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate. Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Derek Brooks all together coming up in hour number three, but I have not spoken to this man in quite some time. I think 
Last time I spoke to him, I might have fired up Dolphins cam for him on NFL Total Access. He is uh, the fifth overall selection of the 1999 draft. Talk about more story behind the headline. And he's got a new podcast out right now called Curious Questions, in which he interviews his guests about their lives and interests using their astrological charts as his guide. He is Ricky Williams. How are you, Ricky? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for asking. It's been a long time, hasn't it, since you and I have spoken, I would think. Very long time, yep. Okay. Um, So, uh, Ricky, um, curious questions. Um, Does that mean, even though if you're answering questions from somebody else, that have you pulled my astrological chart for this conversation, Ricky? I have not. Okay. I mean, I would have. I would have loved to. I would have loved to have looked at it because it's it's an interesting conversation, and um, you know, a a big part of, of starting this podcast was started way back in you know my rookie year in the NFL and and dealing with the media and I just felt like the kinds of questions they asked me were were fine but they were only speaking to me as a football player and uh, I've always you know been on a journey to bring more of myself out than just what I can do on the football field and in that process I became fascinated with astrology and it really helped me understand myself and understand my life and again it's been a huge passion of mine and so now as I as I'm, I have a voice in podcast land, you know I get to talk about what's interesting to me and and ask the kinds of questions that uh, that pique my curiosity. So then, what what would your astrology? If I pulled your astrological chart, what would that tell me about how I should question you? How does that sound, Ricky? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 wonderful. So um, I'm a Gemini, okay, and and a big part of Gemini really is 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 curiosity. Is curiosity has to be has to be the, the most important value. And so one question I'd ask myself is, is you know, has my curiosity gotten me into any, uh, any trouble? Hmm. Okay. And, well, ha- yeah. ha- has your curiosity gotten you into any trouble, rookie? It's gotten me into a whole bunch of trouble. You know, to really expand on this idea of, of curiosity is being curious of what's beyond, you know, what's beyond the known. And I think as a professional football player, everyone looked at me and said, you know, you're living the, you're living a dream. Like, you should just stay here and keep doing this as long as possible. And for a Gemini, that's, you know, that's death. And so, you know, thank God, finally, I listened to that voice in, in my head saying, you know, this is fine and this is great, but there's so many other things in this world that you need to explore and you don't have that much time. Maybe you should consider doing something else for a little while. And... That was my curiosity, and it got the best of me, and, I, and it enabled me to walk away from, from a, an amazing football career and, and travel the world and really realize that I am a Gemini, that I get so much more you know, out of traveling to random places than I do scoring touchdowns on the football field, and that's what's real for me. Ricky Williams here on the Rich Eisen Show. I have several curious uh, questions that I've been curious about you uh for quite some time that i'm i'm pleased to be able to ask you right now if i may um first things first ricky if you were drafted just straight up uh and not had a team acquire you by using their entire draft that if you will set of circumstances do you think you'd have had a different playing career oh no no doubt about that And, and really to me it's not so much about the circumstances you know, I think had a different a different team drafted me, 
and, it, and I went into a different situation, regardless of how many draft picks there were, I, I think that would have been, been a big difference. You know, I, I think truly um, when I, when I came out of the, of the NFL, you know, the, the Colts passed me up and, and drafted Edger and James who, you know, just made it into the, into the hall of fame. And I think of just that, that situation, you know, if, if the, if the Colts would have chose, chosen me instead of Edrin, it would have, you know, I would have started off my career playing alongside one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play in the NFL and Peyton Manning. Um, but I ended up in New Orleans playing alongside great guys, but two Billy Joes. And uh, does anyone know who these two Billy? This is the <laughs> this is my Ricky Williams trivia. Who were the who were the two quarterbacks? Well, Ricky, you've come to Billy the wrong, you, you you've come to the wrong place to stump it. It's 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 Hobart and Tolliver. Um, yep. So yep. you know, but I I get what you're saying. There, there's no there's no Mannings in the mix. Yes, there's no Mannings. <laughs> yes, and Danny Abramowitz, and great guy, right? But Dick is an you know, old school guy, and he believed that you know he'd rather have his friends and guys that he trusts on his coaching staff more so than guys that actually can put together, uh, t- take advantage of the kind of talent we had on offense uh, for the Saints that year. So while we're, I guess, in a way, uh, playing this particular, uh, if you will, game, what about the Eagles? Uh, Donovan McNabb famously booed upon being drafted uh, because he was partially, not you, uh, a lot of the yeah. Eagles were hoping that you would be the Eagles fans, but you would be. What if you had gone to Andy Reid in Philadelphia? Do you think that would oh, have been? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because I mean, truly, truly, I'm a I'm a West Coast I'm a West Coast style running back. You know, I know I'm a big guy and I can run downhill, but my the best use of my talent is in is an Andy Reid type system. You know, I catch the ball out of the backfield, I can block, I, I run hard, and I think in that offense and especially in a town like Philly where they love they love the fo- their football. I know that's one of the reasons I went to Texas because I know if I'm in a environment where they love their football, I'm gonna I'm gonna thrive in that environment, and so. And really that year, I wanted to be the number one overall pick. I wanted to go to Cleveland. I mean, I, I just can see myself and, you know, being really a, a huge part of the dog pound and, and just the way that I play football and the way that I approach things really, I, I think, fit in all three of these systems that, you know, that we just we just referred to. Well, and, you know, and Ricky, Ricky Williams here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, Curious Questions, your new podcast. I mean, you are, as you know, it pointed out, a curious individual. You're a thoughtful provoking individual you're you're a thinker you're also somebody that um uh i would also say doesn't share many similar traits to mike ditka whatsoever so did you guys meet before you got acquired with all of the saints draft choices i mean did you did he meet you and then know who you were before he's like let me hook myself up to this kid well i mean i, I think you know I, I think in all in all fairness to, in all fairness to him uh, I was, you know, I was 21. And so to a certain extent, right, I was myself, but I was 21. I didn't know who I was. And, and especially at that point, most of my life had been dedicated to being the best athlete I can, which, you know, and once I developed there, then I think the other parts, the more curious parts of myself started to develop. But at that point, I was, I didn't know who I was. He didn't know who I was. He just saw that I could, you know, run people over and score a lot of touchdowns. And I think from his perspective, I really, I mean, I think it's been lost in my in my narrative, but I really am one of the toughest, hardcore running backs, I think, to ever play in the NFL. I mean, I was in my Haiti, I was notorious that if there is a defender and there is a sideline, I'm going for the defender. And I think Dipka, he'd love that. And there was one moment my 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 rookie year, last game of the year, we were playing against the, the Carolina Panthers. And uh, it was 
towards the end of uh, Kevin Green's career. And we had a, a play where the fullback missed his block, and I was able to, like, stop, do, like, a 360 spin and make a diving block to, to save Billy Joe from getting sacked. And I came to the sideline, and, and Dick could grab me, and he said, you know, I said, I love you. He said, you're just hell of a football player. And, and to me, that's, one, why I played football in the first place, and, two, why – you know, although I, it didn't go great in New Orleans, but I really, truly love playing for, for Mike Ditka. Ricky, Ricky Williams here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, so much, again, curious questions have been bottled up for about 15, 20 years. Uh, that ESPN, the magazine cover, uh, do you have a copy of it somewhere on your wall? Or, or how do you view that cover now, 20-some-odd years later, Ricky? Yeah, you know, when, so when um, at the time, uh, one of my best friends in the world, Dan Levitard, um was writing a, an article for ESPN the magazine, and he called me up and he said, "You know, we're trying to get we're trying to get through something really special with this cover, you know, to, to show the connection between you and Ditka." And so for a couple of months, we went back and forth on on ideas. And one day he called me and said, "I think I got it." He said, "How about you know, since you guys are like potentially married to each other, how about a picture of you guys, you know, you in a wedding dress and him in a in a tux?" And I laughed, you know, my first, and I laughed, and I, and again curiosity i laughed and i was like huh that'd be interesting so i said sure let's do it and you know a couple about a month later we're, we're in new orleans we do the photo shoot and we're in the limo coach dick and i driving back to the to the saints practice facility and you know he has a cigar in his hand he looks at me and he's like i don't know how they got you to put that dress on but they if they if they would have asked me i never would i never would have done it and I looked at him and I said, why are you just telling me this now? And so, <laughs> and so the, 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 magazine, the magazine comes out, and of course, like the day training camp starts, and I get off the plane in across Wisconsin, and all the media is there with this, this, this huge, you know, how big ESP in the magazine, this huge magazine in their hands saying, what is this? And so it wasn't a great start. It wasn't a great start to my training camp. It wasn't a great start to my NFL career. But now I look back, and I'm glad I did it in Times have changed, and I think people get the joke more more so now than they oh, did back then. No doubt about that. I mean, I, I agree. And then, um, why Master P? How did you get hooked up with him? Do you do you do you think that that was a mistake for you as well, or are you were just being curious in that respect, Ricky? It's 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 it comes from the it comes from the same place. And again, I, I think I would put that in you know in the category of my curiosity getting me into trouble. And this idea of, of seeing the way that people do things. And so coming out of college, you know, the, all the slick, the slick-haired runners and agents would come after me. It just felt so dirty. It just felt gross. And, and this guy, Terry, who was a runner for, for uh, No Limit Sports, him and I really, like, we built a friend, like a real friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I was going through stuff, aside from agent and stuff, I could call, call him and we could have real talk. And that just felt, that just felt better to me. And so thinking about... What do I want my NFL career to look like? It wasn't me with the slick-haired agent, you know, fast. That just, regardless of how much money I would have had, that just didn't feel good to me. But having someone that I felt a connection to who was by my side and we were building this, this thing together, that's what felt good to me. And then, and wh- so, yeah, go on, please, go on. And, and so I, I started hanging around, you know, No Limit Sports and just their crew, and it really was like a family. And fast forward, we get to the contract negotiations, and my agent, a guy by the name of Leland Hardy, who worked for, for No Limit Sports, he, you know, he, he sat me down. He said, okay, he said, Here, here's how we want to approach the negotiations with the Saints. And he said this, you know, he, he gave me three options. He said this deal, this option would make you the highest, the highest paid um, rookie ever in the NFL based on, you know, guaranteed money. You know, this one um, will, you know, it, it can make you the highest paid 
player, but you have to earn it through incentives. And then he said, okay, and this one is kind of in the middle, and these are our starting points. And immediately I said, my whole life I've hated watching people on television complain about how athletes make all this money, you know, and they don't earn it. And so I said, I don't want to be that guy. And so I said, I want to take the, you know, the max of a signing bonus I get for being the fifth pick this year. But for the most part, everything else I want to have to, I want to have to earn. And he looked at me and he said, are you sure? And he, he spent that whole weekend trying to convince me to change my mind. And I said, you know what, this is something that, that, that is really important to me. Looking back, you know, I think that, I think the, the thing I would change is, I was 21. I'd never missed. I'd never missed a game, high school, college. So I didn't. I didn't think that there was a chance that I get hurt. Mm. Very first preseason game, I get a high ankle sprain. Mm. Missed ten ten games my first two my first two seasons, and so that that put me behind the eight ball trying to trying to meet the the incentives that I that I put into my contract. Oh my gosh, Ricky Williams here on the Rich Eisen show. So, how do you look back at your career, Ricky? How do you how do you view it now? through these years? Well, you know, two, two, in two different ways. You know, one, it was important for me to, to get to that 10,000-yard mark. You know, I felt like through all the ups and downs and everything that I, that I went through to still walk away um, with 10,000 yards in technically 11 seasons, but one of those seasons was only a quarter because I, I tore my pec. Mm-hmm. So, so almost averaging 1,000 yards a season, Considering the last half of my career, I wasn't even the starting running back. So I feel like I left my mark on the field. But more importantly, you know, when I was a kid and I thought about becoming a professional athlete, it wasn't for the money or the fame. It was to have a platform. And the fact that I'm now, you know, have a podcast where I get to talk about astrology, um, I feel very good about. I feel very good about my career that it's put me in this position. Where's your Heisman Trophy? Where do you keep it? Um, I sold my Heisman Trophy, and so. Uh, I don't even know the guy who bought it, so it's at some guy. I'm guessing it's in some guy's uh, trophy room. I didn't know that. Um, when did you do that? Big, Why'd you do that? There's a big. There's a big story. A couple of uh, maybe a year and a half ago, uh-huh. where I guess the Heisman signed some. Uh, they they made the winner sign a contract saying after me that no uh, no more Heisman Trophy winners could sign there. I mean, could sell their their trophies, and so mine was the actually the last that could be sold, and. I actually sold it several years back, so it, it, it's in the news. But one of my um, close friends became my financial advisor, and about a year after, about two years after I retired, I got a call from the IRS saying that I hadn't paid taxes in three years. And so I was like, uh, "What are you talking about?" So I called my financial advisor, and, and come to find out that you know she pretty much had stolen all my money. And so kind of had this this come to Jesus moment where I woke up one day and I was like, "Okay." What am I? What am I going to do with my life? And I realized that because of what I accomplished, I had enough resources to to get myself on my feet and, and start to to rebuild my life. And so, and so that's what I did. Wow! And so now this pod. Um, who do you want on it? What do you want to do out with it, Ricky? Well, you know, we we started mainly heavy in sports. Uh, a couple of icons in, in the cannabis industry. I, I've, I've talked to. I got a chance to talk to you know, my my agent, my eventual agent, Lee Steinberg. Um, but but really, I, I would love to talk to p- interesting people from all walks of life. Because what I'm trying to what I'm trying to, to to show people is that you know people have so many ideas about what astrology is, and to me, it's just it's a useful tool to help you understand other people and help you understand the world. And I think in, in the, the format of 
these conversations and asking questions and giving people a little bit of astrological insight based on what, what comes out of the conversation. I think it, it introduces people into this, at least in my opinion, one of the most amazing uh, languages or symbol systems um, out there. Uh, and again, it's, it's a passion of mine. I love talking about it. And so it's, I feel very fortunate for this opportunity. So Tom Brady's a Leo. Um, he was drafted the year after you, and now he's just uh, won his seventh Super Bowl, Ricky. Uh, you're also uh, all about wellness and, and maintaining. Um, what, do you, what do you think of this? What, what, is, what does him being a Leo tell you about what Tom Brady can continue to do? Do you think? Yeah. So, in, in so in general, you know, uh, Leo the, the the lion has a lot to do with the, the sense of royalty, right? This idea of of letting your light shine. And so, I think it's important for all of us, but specifically Leos, to find that area in life where they truly shine. You know. And for me, and I think all a lot of athletic African American, a lot of athletic kids, you know, especially boys, right? We think that our way to shine is by being a professional athlete, and and for Tom, he's found he's found his he's found his way to shine. For me, it wasn't football. I feel like what I'm doing now, this astrology work, talking to people, mm. this is this is how I shine. And what's interesting on astrologically, so on the Super Bowl, during the day of the Super Bowl, the planet Jupiter, okay, the planet Jupiter was was interacting with with Tom Brady's Leo son, okay. And so whenever we see these interactions between planets, it, it's it's opportunities. You know, I think of astrology as telling us what the weather is like. And for, for you know, this month, okay, the month of February, February, if I was talking to Tom Brady, regardless of who he was and what he was doing, I would say this month is a golden opportunity for you to shine, for you to shine bigger and brighter than you've ever shined. And the fact that he's, he has a habit of doing this, you know, that, that's an easy bet, easy, easy bet based on Tom, Tom Brady astrology and what life was presenting in, in, in uh, now for him during this month. So, uh, yeah, because <laughs> that month is the, always the month the Super Bowl is going to be in, too. My goodness. Uh, my, my, I, uh, my sign's a cancer. What, what does that mean in, uh, as we end this conversation, Ricky? What can you tell me? Well, I mean, I, I think right, right dead on with cancer is the nature of this conversation. You know, most of the time, most of the time when I talk to, to, to people in the sports media, the, the conversations are, are more superficial. And the truth of cancer, cancer is about getting, getting to your heart, you know, feeling comfortable talking about the things that you mainly only think about inside of yourself. And so a, a big part of cancer is family, right? Those, and I don't mean blood family necessarily. I mean those people where you feel like you can really share what's on your, what's on your heart, what's on your mind. Because if we don't feel safe enough to share what's on our heart, we don't ever get the opportunity to get really in touch with ourselves. And so, and so cancers typically tend to be introverted because they're more interested in, in the, the inner world. And I, and I would guess that a, a lot of your interest in, in what you do is really getting to the story or getting to the person that's, true. that's you know, underneath the helmet, underneath the uniform. That's what I do. That's what I love to yep. do, and that's what I love to bring to the audience. And uh, anytime, I'd love to return the favor if you so choose to have me on your pod, Ricky. It's been way too long since we've chatted. I'd love to do yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be return awesome. The favor. I'd that'd love to. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you yeah. for this chat. You take care of yourself, yeah, Ricky. You. Let's do it again you soon. Too. You bet. That's All Ricky right. Williams. Ricky Williams at Rick the Laureate on Twitter at Williams on Instagram. I knew it would be great. Remember, I told you that when we were just like, "Hey, Ricky Williams got a podcast. You want to talk to him?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." Yeah, that was great. Yes, I, I, did, do. I did not know that he sold his Heisman Trophy. I had heard. I forgot uh, about. I I I, I had I, heard for a I, while I that it was in 
Lebetard's father's garage for years, just sitting there. So I knew that, but yeah. I didn't know that it was then yeah. sold to a collector. Crazy. Yeah. How about that? Fascinating. And life. so I, I, I'm, I'm not in it. I'm not introverted, but I do no, like to get to what, what people's That's hearts. True. And in terms of, you know, family, best dad ever. <laughs> Look at this. How many months running now? Is it, uh, it's, uh, it's eight yeah, months, yeah. eight months running. Wow. Eight months running. And you do have exclusive uh, sound of what my kids say to me every time I bring this up. They say this, they say the same thing to me over <laughs> Dad, no. Stop saying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gotta use that new drop <laughs> as much as we can. Dad, no. My two cents on how Trevor Lawrence should handle his pro day. Don't miss it. That's next. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Will Farrell and John C. Riley. Good to see you, gentlemen, right here. Very much. Uh, very much you. good to see you, too, Rich. Yeah, right back at you. Yeah. Great to see everyone. Well, Not just you, Rich. I have a friend who, when he sees someone wow. coming towards him, like in a room that yes. he's supposed to know, he can, mm-hmm. he can tell I'm supposed to know this person, but I don't. Mm-hmm. He goes, there he is. <laughs> there he is. How are you as a ref, though? Strictly what's called an AR, mm-hmm. uh, assistant referee. So I'm the guy who runs on the sideline with the flag. I thought AR meant whole ref. Well, that's, that's what. The shorts are pretty short the too. I mean, they're stocked in length that, right there. Look at that ample thigh. <laughs> that's a ham hock yeah, right there. Look at that. That's ready for har- that's ready for market. So you um, might want to smoke that for a couple days. You guys want to slice? Put some hickory around it. <laughs> I would genuinely love for you as a second career, if you ever decided you wanted a second career, finally be a broadcaster. Be a, someone who's calling color. Right? Rich, maybe you could give me a break. I mean, that would that would boost ratings for whatever sport you were talking about. What if about. I took over the Rich Eisen show? 
Ron Burgundy did help announce the national curling finals in Ottawa, Canada. And they had all these ads for Tim Hortons Coffee, which is a big coffee chain for our our Canadian listeners. And um, I just kept saying, all the signage, I'm like, who the hell is Tim Horton? (laughs) Who does he think he is? Is there any possibility that we see a Step Brothers sequel? We haven't never talked about this uh, face-to-face in public. No, we haven't. let's, Let's break some ground here. Uh, are we going to do Step Brothers too? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen either. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Put up the Photoshop anyway. Oh, oh you one. make sense in that world somehow, Rich. <laughs> How great was that that day? Oh my gosh! And we had dressed as a. And by the way, I have I have actually shown up to an AYSO game in this town for my son. And Will Ferrell was the assistant ref on that day. <laughs> and I walked up to him with a dollar bill and did a whole keep it fair. Keep it fair. <laughs> keep it, keep it fair. He, didn't, he didn't know it was me coming right at him. And he just saw there's a dollar bill first. And he was kind of like, but he was into it. Like he was yeah. doing it. He was doing it. Because at, the, at a certain level of AYSO, for your kid's team to continue on in the playoffs and get a playoff spot, if they've earned it with their win-loss record, you have to have enough parental volunteer hours banked. He's doing that for his kid. Wow. Father of the year stuff, but don't come for the crown, what I'm saying. <laughs> wow. So I'm just saying. That's Will Ferrell doing father of the year stuff. 844-204-RICH number to dial here on the show. Okay, that was fun with Ricky Williams, huh? That was that fun. All right, let's take a phone call. Uh, Nathan in Los Angeles here on the Rich Eyes Show. How are you, Nathan? Hey, how's it going, man? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, first of all, I appreciate you calling in. Secondly, uh, Adam, our call screener, is out for today. So the fact that Del Tufo checked yeah. you in and now you've made it on the air, this is, this is a Brown big break. moment. This is a big moment. <laughs> he checked was, you in and now you're here. Yeah. I was just about to say, shout out for, to Mike for doing two jobs in one day. Look at him. I everybody. mean, don't feed the animals. Don't you, feed Nathan. the animals, Nathan. <laughs> What's going on? So, with a bit of apologies, I'm going to make us feel a, all feel a little old, because you were talking about age earlier, and it got me thinking or looking. And based, depending on which um, draft projection you look at, there are as many as 10 players that are going to go in the first round this year in mm-hmm. the NFL draft that mm-hmm. were born in the year 2000. Oh, my God. Why would you do that? Oh, my God. Could you imagine... So how about Nate? Thanks for the call, Nathan. Really appreciate that, making us feel old. But it's bound to happen. I mean, it it's was bound coming, to happen. It was coming eventually. People are going to be drafted. Considerable number of people drafted in this league in the year in which Tom Brady, born in the year in which Tom Brady was drafted. Trevor Lawrence is born in 99, so mm. we're still good there. Speaking of Trevor Lawrence, pro day for Trevor Lawrence tomorrow. This just in, it will be well covered. <laughs> Live on NFL Network. And it will be. 10 a.m. Eastern. 10 a.m. Eastern. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he's throwing. And I'll tell you what. Uh, as soon as we walk into work here to prepare for our show, we'll have it on. We're having it on. We'll have it on. We'll talk about it. I might get here at 7. Nick Saban's on our show tomorrow, <laughs> by the way. I wonder if Nick's even curious to see what Trevor Lawrence's pro day looks like. I, I don't even know. I mean, it's... That's that's gone. He doesn't yeah, have to worry. Trevor Lawrence is not his problem. He's in my rearview mirror, Rich. As a matter of fact, Alabama's treadmarks are all over those numbers, all over those sixteen from this past year. 
That's not an MP anymore. And so here, yeah. here's the deal. Here's what's going to start tomorrow. Here's what's going to start tomorrow. You're going to hear the first thing of he looked great, unbelievable, all that stuff. And then, you know, Jacksonville might have somebody there. I I, I don't even know if Urban's even going to physically be there or not. Who the hell knows? Yeah, why not, though? Right? I, what does I, he have to do? Why? Just why? Because you want to have a little bit of distance here. You want to make it seem like, man, we may not really take him. Who wants him? <laughs> Who wants him? They might get the Godfather offer. They yeah. might get the Mike Ditka offer of, we'll give you the whole damn draft. Would you take that if you're if you're Jacksonville? No. Whoa. They already on. have a ton of draft picks. They have a ton of cap room. Take the sure thing. I agree. As you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you know. Why are we overcomplicating this? Trevor Lawrence had me at hello. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence had me at running away from the Ohio State defense two college football playoffs ago. Trevor Lawrence had me at hello. And he had the NFL at hello. And Jacksonville is going to... There will be just, I, I would, I just, I'll bet you a dollar. Like, I, I'll <laughs> yeah. bet you a Duke's brother's bet. You got it. A dollar that there will be a report between now and draft night. Pro day and draft night. Friday and draft night. Of? Jacksonville may not be interested. Oh, in come on. <laughs> it, yeah, we're looking at There's going to be some whisper of don't sleep on somebody else. Just like, don't sleep on it. I'm... Uh, I would bet the I'll other bet you way. One dollar, okay. like a, like a right. Duke Brothers bet. Brockman hates that though because he always tries to bet me, know, and that's and always my bet for everything is one dollar, and he gets well, so I, mad. It's just, but it's just this is, you know, I'll, I'll go the other way. Yes, and I'll say that Lawrence will have a signed contract before the draft Ooh. with Jacksonville. I now I don't think those things happen anymore. It's uh. too bad. I liked it when when that was the thing, but. but because it's basically slotted, you know what I mean? It's just they, they choose you and you know what your draft, you know, essentially unless there's offset language and sort of craziness that might delay it a day or two or something nuts like that. So all Trevor Lawrence has to do tomorrow, here's, here's essentially, hey, Trevor, uh, Rich here, um, here's what you have to do. Uh, tie your shoelaces. Make sure that you tie your shoes right. Important. You don't want to trip, right? Double knot. That, that, it would be definitely recommended. Okay. Um, and all he's got to do is show up and breathe on a mirror, essentially fog it up once. And that would be great. Like part of the pro day and live on NFL network, Daniel Jeremiah might be broadcast. Like, why are they bringing a mirror out to Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> and, and him, like what's going on? You know? Yeah. Hold up a newspaper proof of life. Yeah. And, and then, um, for, for the date, just hold up the day and date. Said, so just make sure that that's going on. And then the mirror, while you're fogging it up, whatever, your hair gel of choices. Just make sure you look great. That's it. Just show up because when you look good, you feel good, and you you pro day well, and and that's it. That's the flowing hair. However you want to, however you want to do it. Just get it ready. That's all. Tie your shoes. Fog up a mirror. Hold up a newspaper. Get your hair right. That's what Trevor Lawrence. That's a pro. I've never said that for pro day before. And if it rains, don't do it. Sam Donald did. Don't put on a hat. Don't we even no, put. We even. No, you know what no, I mean. No, you got to no, show. No, you got to no, show no, that your oh hair works gosh. well on the elements. Don't put on a hat to, because you don't want your hair to get wet. Seen ghosts. That's what happened <laughs> after a player did that in a pro day. I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, when we come back, uh, radio audience, don't miss this. You're going to love this. And same, obviously, Peacock audience. But uh, Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Jarek Brooks together. I Zoomed yesterday. It is dynamite. That's coming up. Did I leave anything out for his pro day? I, I think I've covered it. 
I think walk and chew gum. He missed that. Oh. It's a biggie. Oh. Like he's got a walk oh. 10 feet. You can hurt yourself walking, though. I would suggest, you again, no, no physical exertion. Oh. No run in the 40? Um, no. no. What? I'm just, I'm just checking off these boxes. No. What? I mean, not you lifting, not just showing up. You don't want him to walk. I mean, what? if you don't want him to walk, he ain't running. You know what? And here's what I would do, just because the NFL always wants to get somebody, you know, uh, bothered. They want to throw them off. They want to make – that's why those stupid questions are asked at the combine, yeah. okay? They want to get you off your game and, and see if it'll get you time. angry and whatever. And there's no combine this year. There will still be interviews and whatever on Zooms and whatever. But so maybe maybe just to get them all flustered, you know what I mean? Just to get them all – and see how he can handle the adversity – is somebody, some scout should go up to him tomorrow and say, we want you to do receiver drills. Oh. Yeah. Throw okay. them out. Okay. <laughs> Throw them out. Basically, things that will never nah, happen. Right basically oh. do what some scouts wanted to do to Lamar Jackson. Mm. All right. And just, <laughs> just say. Wait. That's hilarious, Rich. <laughs> What's good for Lamar should be good for Trevor. Well, in theory. Right. What's so that's what they should What's do. What's our favorite Let's one? Let's get him out there. No. Just get him just, out there. Yeah, no make sure that there's a camera on him, right? Make sure there's a camera on him. Make sure that there's a microphone in front of him. Chris, I know you were just uh, oh, checking yeah, in yeah, a caller yeah. there. I suggest what another thing <laughs> that the scout should do for Trevor Lawrence tomorrow, outside of there's no combine, there's no question and answer where to throw him off and get sure. him pissed with some dumbass question. <laughs> some scout should go up to him and say, hey, we did this for Lamar. Uh, we'd like you to run receiver drills <laughs> with a straight face. With a straight face and see how he handles it. Is uh, it Bill Polian? Uh, Trevor, um, coach, like you know, where's my agent? See how he handles it. Would you and rather then, be oh, a cat or a dog? And if he says to the scout, if he says to the scout, why don't you go On get your shine call. box? Up, oh, that's a red flag. <laughs> Would you rather be a cat or a dog? And then On if you're Jacksonville, call. you then leak it about the red flag so that maybe. Oh my god! But it's, they don't have to play any games because he's going to be theirs. I want him to do the gauntlet. I want to see him do the gauntlet. Stop it. Sap Lynch and Brooks next on the Rich Eisen Show.